This week on Have You Felt Like Giving Up Lately? Every life experiences a storm. Some people endure a never-ending barrage of trouble. Trouble in life is nothing new. In fact, there are several examples in Scripture of people enduring hard times. Matthew tells us of one. It's the story of the disciples being tossed at sea and in danger of drowning. What was Jesus doing as they feared for their lives? He was asleep. What can we learn from this story? Have You Felt Like Giving Up Lately is brought to you by World Challenge, a ministry that strives to help all mankind live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ. Your support makes a difference. We would not be able to create podcasts like this one without generous listeners like you. You can donate to furthering works like these on our website, worldchallenge.org. Thank you for making this and other World Challenge resources possible. Now, Chapter 14, Jesus and Storms, read by Jason Staples. Jesus ordered his disciples onto a boat that was headed for a collision. The Bible says he constrained them to get into a ship. It was headed for troubled waters. It would be tossed about like a bobbing cork. The disciples would be thrust into a mini Titanic experience, and Jesus knew it all the time. Matthew 14.22 tells us, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. Where was Jesus? He was up in the mountains overlooking that sea. He was there praying for them not to fail in the test he knew they must go through. The boat trip, the storm, the tossing waves and the winds were all a part of a trial the Father had planned. They were about to learn the greatest lesson they would ever learn. The lesson was how to recognize Jesus in the storm. They recognized him to this point as the miracle worker, the man who turned loaves and fishes into miracle food, the friend of sinners, the one who brought salvation to every kind of lost humanity. They knew him as the supplier of all their needs, even to paying their taxes from a fish's mouth. They recognized Jesus as the Christ, the very Son of God. They knew he had the words of eternal life. They knew he had power over all the works of the devil. They knew him as a teacher, having taught them how to pray and forgive, to bind and loose. But they had never learned to recognize Jesus in the storm. Tragically, those disciples who thought they really knew him best could not recognize him when the storm hit. That's the root of most of our trouble today. We trust Jesus for miracles and healing. We believe him for our salvation and the forgiveness of our sins. We look to him as the supplier of all our needs. We trust him to bring us into glory one day. But when a sudden storm falls upon us and it seems as if everything is falling apart, we find it difficult to see Jesus anywhere near. We can't believe he allows storms to teach us how to trust. We are never quite sure he is nearby when things get really rough. The ship is now tossing. It appears to be sinking. The winds are blowing. They have everything going contrary to them. Matthew 14, 24-27 says, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. 
They were so suddenly swamped, so suddenly overwhelmed. The very thought that Jesus was nearby watching over them was absurd. One probably said, this is the work of Satan. The devil is out to kill us because of all those miracles we've had a part in. Another probably said, where did we go wrong? Which one of us had sin in his life? Let's have a heart searching. Let's confess to one another. God is mad at somebody on this boat. Another could have said, why us? We're doing what he said to do. We're obedient. We're not out of God's will. Why all of a sudden this storm? Why would God allow us to be shaken up so much on a divine mission? In their darkest hour, Jesus went to them. How difficult it must have been for Jesus to wait on the edge of that storm, loving them so much, feeling every pain they felt, wanting so much to keep them from getting hurt, yearning after them as a father for his children in trouble. Yet he knew they could never fully know him or trust him until the full fury of the storm was upon them. He would reveal himself only when they had reached the limit of their faith. The boat would never have gone down, but their fear would have drowned them more quickly than the waves beating on the ship. The only fear of drowning was that of drowning from despair, fear, and anxiety, not water. Remember, Jesus can calm that sea at any time simply by speaking the word, but the disciples cannot. Could faith on their part have been exercised? Could not they command the sea in Jesus' name? Greater works shall ye do. Could not the promises have been put into practice? All things asked in prayer ye shall have. These cannot happen until we've learned to recognize Jesus in the storm, have received faith to ride out the storm, and have learned to be of good cheer when the boat appears to be sinking. When the disciples saw Jesus, they thought he was a spirit, a ghost. They did not recognize Jesus in that storm. They saw a ghost, an apparition, the thought of Jesus being so near, so much a part of what they were going through, did not even enter their minds. The Greatest Danger Here is the danger we all face. Not being able to see Jesus in our troubles. Instead, we see ghosts. In that peak moment of fear, when the night is the blackest, the storm is the angriest, the winds are the loudest, and the hopelessness the most overwhelming, Jesus always draws near to us to reveal himself as the Lord of the flood, the Savior in storms. Psalm 29.10 says, The Lord sitteth upon the flood, yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The disciples compounded their fears. Now, not only were they afraid of the storm, they had a new fear, ghosts. The storm was spewing up ghosts. Mysterious spirits were on the loose. You would think at least one disciple would have recognized what was happening and said, Look, friends, Jesus said he would never leave us or forsake us. He sent us on this mission. We are in the center of his will. He said the steps of a righteous man are ordered by himself. Look again. That's our Lord. He's right here. He's never been far away. We've never once been out of his sight. Everything's under control. But not one disciple could recognize him. They did not expect him to be in their storm. They expected him at the Samaritan well. They expected him to be there with outstretched arms, bidding little children to come. They expected him to be in the temple, driving out the money changers. They expected him one day to be at the right hand of the Father to make them kings and priests. But never, never did they expect him to be with them or even near them in a storm.
It was to them just an act of destiny, an unexpected disaster, a tragic accident of fate, an unwanted, unexpected, unnecessary trial, a lonely, fearful journey into darkness and despair. It was a night to be forgotten. God saw that storm through different eyes. It was as much a test for these disciples as the wilderness was for Jesus. God took them away from the miracles, shut them up in a tiny, frail boat, far from the upper room, then turned nature loose. God allowed them to be shaken, but not sunken. The Greatest Lesson There was only one lesson to be learned. Only one. It was a simple lesson, not some deep, mystical, earth-shattering one. Jesus simply wanted to be trusted as their Lord in every storm of life. He simply wanted them to maintain their cheer and confidence even in the blackest hours of trial. That's all. Jesus did not want them to conjure up ghosts, but they did, just as we all still do. Jesus must have appeared as 12 different ghosts in the 12 separate minds of those disciples. Perhaps one thought to himself, I know that ghost. That's the ghost of lying. I lied a few weeks back. That's what this storm is all about. That's the reason we're in trouble. I lied. That's the ghost of lying trying to warn me to quit lying. I will. I will. Just get me out of this mess and I'll quit lying. Another probably thought, that's the ghost of hypocrisy. I'm two-faced. I'm a phony. Now I see what I am in this storm. That's why the storm. God sent that ghost to warn me to straighten up. I will. I will. I will. No more hypocrisy. Just please deliver me. Another, that's the ghost of compromise. I've been compromising lately. Oh my, I've really failed the Lord. It's been a secret thing I tried to hide, but I'm scared now. You allowed this storm. You sent that ghost to warn me to get back to holiness. I will. I will. Just give me another chance. Another. That's the ghost of covetousness. I've been too materialistic. Another. That's the ghost of wasted time. I've grown lazy. I've not been witnessing. I've grown cold, lukewarm, but now I've learned my lesson. Another. That's the ghost of grudges. I've not been forgiving as I should. I've been avoiding certain people. That's why God is shaking me up to teach me to quit holding grudges. Another, that's the ghost of secret sin, evil thoughts. I can't seem to give them up, so God had to send this storm to expose me. Another, that's the ghost of broken promises. I promised God I'd do this thing and I didn't do it. Now God is getting back at me. He's mad at me, so he put me out in this storm. I'm sorry, that's the lesson. I've learned my lesson. No. No. A thousand times no. These are all ghosts of our own minds, apparitions only. None of these are the real lessons to be learned. God is not mad at you. You are not in a storm because you failed. These ghosts are not even in your storm. It is Jesus at work, seeking to reveal himself in his saving, keeping, preserving power. He is wanting you to know the storm has one purpose only, and that is to bring you to complete rest and trust in his power and presence at all times, in the middle of miracles and in the middle of storms. It is so easy in a storm to lose a sense of his presence and feel we are left alone to battle against hopeless odds, or that somewhere along the line, as a result of sin or compromise, Christ has forsaken us and left us out there all alone in that tossing boat. 
What about those times when the contrary winds are sickness, disease, and pain? What about when cancer strikes? What about when pain and fear are so overwhelming you can't spare a thought about the closeness of Jesus? Your sudden storm is upon you and there is no other thought than survival. You don't want to die, you want to live. You see the ghost of death in the shadows and you tremble. You don't have the strength to face even the next hour. That is what the presence of Jesus is all about. It is a revelation that is the most powerful when it comes to us at that most needed time. You've been listening to Chapter 14 of Have You Felt Like Giving Up Lately? Read by Jason Staples. This podcast is brought to you by World Challenge. Your support makes a difference. We would not be able to create podcasts like this one without generous listeners like you. Please consider donating to Power the Mission and make World Challenge resources like this podcast possible. You can make a donation on our website, worldchallenge.org. On the next episode of Have You Felt Like Giving Up Lately? The final chapter, appropriately titled The Ultimate Healing. Until then, we pray that you find hope and healing in the midst of discouragement.